Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you're smiling. Hey, you. Bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly. Crack a smile. This episode is brought to you by Google. Google's two-step verification was built to secure your account and help prevent cyber attacks, even if your password is compromised. That's why Google has made it easy to sign into your account with this additional layer of protection. Just one tap and you're in. Learn more at safety.google. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to episode four of this podcast. And this is John Gregorio, as always, talking to you about movies, movie-related stuff, and this is what I want to talk about off the top, is the Joker movie not being anything related to the comics. Now, when this thing was announced, I was actually sold on the fact that, hey, this is going to be a separate universe away from the DCEU. I was cool with that, because I believe that even when you pick up a comic book, nothing's going to be connected into, some comic books are not going to be connected into the other comic books that you're reading, so therefore this is just like, instead of reading a different comic book you're actually watching a different side story of what that comic book actually is so I actually love that aspect of it not being connected in with the DCEU then I was also thinking this too was what if this thing was an Elseworld movie in other words is Christopher Nolan's franchise for the Dark Knight was an Elseworld movie because of the fact that he didn't have anything related to what the comics were He didn't have Venom doing what he does with the Venom poison or anything like that. It was all realism, like as if somebody else could actually do this. And for them to go about this route and everything is ballsy. I give them that. Not only that, but there's not no true, true origin story of the Joker. So basically they can do anything they want for him to be a Joker movie. Some people are making jokes, oh, this must be the falling down version of the Joker and stuff like that. So, you know, yeah, the guy had a tough break and everything based off the trailer that we saw, and he winds up being the Joker. That's what I'm getting out of it or whatever, but still, does this thing take away from anything they're doing? So, some people are saying, why are they even making this movie? Why is it even a DC property? Because you're using the Joker name as a formula to actually get people glued into the seats of the movie theater. And they know that if you put DC and Joker together, people are going to come and see this movie. Not only that, but here's the thing. I'm actually going to be the one person that is still going to give this thing a chance. Yes, I'm kind of on the downside of the fact that it's not going to be comic book related in any way, shape or fashion, but that's not really a surprise by me, like I said before, because of the fact that they're making two different universes, so it kind of made me think that they weren't going to go the comic book route, and I'm okay with that, because you don't actually have to have 
that kind of aspect, at least to me. So I'm a little bit more open-minded towards it. I'm kind of down about it. But at the same time, I can understand their reasoning with it and stuff like that. Even though, like I said, it's a little bit of a bummer. But I can actually live with that. And, you know, like I said before, there's not no true, actually, origin story of the Joker. For all we know, with the killing joke, he could just be lying to Batman the whole time about how he became the way he was. That doesn't actually mean that that's how he became the Joker. Or anything like that. So, that's my own personal take on it. You can take it how how you want it. But, you know, I'm still going to give this a chance. I'm still going to put all my negatives to the side and everything when I go see this movie in October. And I'm going to watch the movie for what it is. I'm going to put all my theories aside. Because I believe this. If you put your theories into what you think the movie's going to go, you're going to have a bad experience. But if you put all those theories aside, all the negativities aside, you might actually enjoy the movie a little bit better. Because your expectations are going to be up to the roof instead of going all the way in the middle to where you think this thing is actually going to go. So, that's what I think about that topic. As for The Little Mermaid uproar, come on people, really? You're going to end up complaining because they casted... A black female over a white female. If you really think about it. And if you really think about it and sit down. And really think about this. The mythology behind the Little Mermaid. And everything. she It actually has a lot to do with Greek mythology. And with it being Greek mythology. Greeks were actually dark complected. So therefore... Since they're dark-complected, therefore, they why can't she be black? And I'm all for the... Hey, look, I think the fan casting people have been doing is fantastic. I love the idea of Idris Salba as Ariel's father. I'm all for it. I think that's actually brilliant casting because I like Idris Alba as an actor. And here's the thing. This is just like another thing. I'm going to use this as an example, too. Who says that James Bond has to be white? Just because we saw James Bond white throughout history doesn't mean that he has to be white. All he has to be is British. He has to actually have the charisma of James Bond. And that's it. He doesn't have... There's no color that says that he has to be this particular race. And I was all for... Idris Elba giving us a little bit of a different flavor than what we normally get from a James Bond type film. But anyways, I'm not here to talk about James Bond. I'm here to talk about The Little Mermaid. But it's the same type of concept. I'm all for the fact that they want to change things up. It gives you a little bit of, of a different view of things and stuff like that. So I'm perfectly fine with the casting of this actress who's going to be... The Little Mermaid, because I don't see anything wrong with it. I really don't. As long as she's able to sing the songs that she wants to sing, as long as she brings the same things to the table that the animated movie did, I'm okay with it. As for the casting for Ursula and everything, I do not like Melissa McCarthy as Ursula. To me, she's not mischievous enough. She doesn't bring that level of trying to get in someone's head. That you need to go ahead and do this type of thing where you have to be human in order to fall in love with the person that you want to be with. And I think that Queen Latifah would have been a better choice 
for that role because I think she could actually do the role justice. That's just my personal opinion on all of this, but that's how I'm looking at it. So tell me what you guys think. Did you what do you think about the casting choice and stuff like that? I know I might be opening up a can of worms on it, but that's just how I view things. Just because that's how I view things doesn't mean that's how you should view it. But this is just a fair concept on how I view it. And another thing I want to talk about is speaking of remakes with Disney. The Mulan. If anybody should be complaining, it should be the Mulan remake of the animated movie. Not the Little Mermaid. Because number one, there's not going to be no Mushu. There's not going to be no music from the original other than it being in the background. So what's the point of even doing this movie if you're not going to have the, all the original aspects of what made the, the animated movie great? You're ignoring everything that was special about Mulan. Mushu was the most important thing in Mulan that actually pushed her to want to go on ahead, cut her hair, join the army because of the fact of things that were going around on around her. And matter of fact, if you're going to go this more serious route, why don't you do what they did in the history of Mulan and everything, where at the end of everything, she gets her head cut off because she wasn't a man. She was a woman fighting for what she thought was right. And... To me, I know Disney's not going to do it, but that's the way it went down. But to me, they needed to go on ahead. They needed to put Mushu in it. They had Kevin Hart set up to be Mushu, and that's all can now. It's going to be some phoenix that doesn't even talk, that's not even related to this whole entire thing. I don't like this idea. I'm not going to go out and see this movie. Because it's a waste of time. It's a waste of a two and a half hour movie that I was actually excited for. Now, I don't even want to see it. For another thing, I also saw the teaser trailer. The teaser trailer didn't sell me. But, I'm willing to give one more trailer at least a chance. But, right now, I'm not optimistic to go see this movie. I'm just not. I'm more on the hesitant side on things. Because of the fact that... I just don't see this movie succeeding the way that I want it to succeed. And I want this movie to succeed, but it's not going to get there, at least in my opinion. Although, you know, Disney uh, live-action movies always winds up passing up the box office. they always crushing it and everything. Perfect example, Cinderella, Beauty and the Beast, uh, Jungle Book, soon to be coming up there as the live-action Lion King. Yeah, I said live action. Got a problem with it? Take it up with me. But, um, so let me go on ahead and move along with my next topic for the night. And that is the Marilyn Manson joining the stand for the CBS All Access. There's no details on what character that he's going to be playing. But I will say this. The man can act. I saw him playing Sons of Anarchy as the prisoner. He did a fantastic job playing the um, playing the prisoner. I feel like that he can actually do some acting whenever it comes to place, but just don't put him on The Walking Dead because I saw him on The Walking Dead. He does not crush it at all as a guest, but as an actor who is as an actor, he's doing a pretty good job with what he has in front of him when he's given the opportunity to do something and. I'm hoping that he has a very big role for this uh, movie with The Stand, with this TV show that's going on with CBS All Access, because I'm a huge Stephen King fan. 
This makes me curious about what he's going to be playing, who he's going to be playing, what he's going to be doing in this whole entire thing. So I'm kind of curious about it. Give me your thoughts. What are your thoughts on Marilyn Manson joining the stand? Because I'm a Marilyn Manson fan. I saw him twice in concert and everything. He puts on an amazing show as always. I just thought that this was brilliant casting by CBS All Access. I'm going to be real. But I'm curious. I'm just kind of curious about where this is going to go now. Um, another thing that I want to actually mention that I'm going to move down to the next topic right now is Quinn Tarantino retiring. Now, he announced this back during the Hateful Eight movie that he was going to retire on the 10th movie. So, happens to be, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is actually his 10th movie. Now, here's what I think. I don't think the dude's going to actually retire. How many people that we know of actually retires? Not everyday average people, but actors, directors, writers, actually retire. There's a slim list of people that actually do retire, but that's a slim list. That's just a short list of actors and directors that actually quit and hang it up and they retire and they're rocking chairs. You know, there's only a few people that I can actually think of, Sean Connery and a couple of other people. But that's a short list, like I mentioned. I just don't see Quinn Tarantino hanging it up anytime soon, especially when he, there was in talks about doing a Star Trek movie. And I would like to actually see Quinn Tarantino do something outside of his realm of work. Yeah, I love his original movies. I have some of the maybe hate and love aspect of some of his movies or whatever. But the guy is a good director as far as things go, even though some of it might not be my cup of tea. But I can't deny the dude doesn't put out a good, doesn't put out a good track record when it comes to box office records. When it comes to uh, getting good actors to fill those characters, because those actors, the best, the job of the director is to make the best possible movie, best movie possible, and also bring out those characters and the actors. And let the character become, let the actor become that character. And he does that with all his actors that he gets. Even the actresses that he gets. And even though I'm not going to go out and see Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Not Once Upon a Time in Mexico. I'm sorry. uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm not, I'm not going to go out and support uh, the Manson, uh, Charles Manson or anything like that. I'm against it. Matter of fact, this movie was supposed to be opening up during uh, Sharon's during the whole entire uh, Manson murders, and I'm just not for it. But that's just me. I mean, if you're all for it and everything, that's good. Go out and see it. Celebrate it. Don't let my my views stop you from going to see this movie. But as far as retiring goes, I don't see him retiring at all. I think that he's going to get a couple of more films in him before he actually does sit down and retire. I think maybe three or four more films, to be honest. He was actually going to... After his screenplay got leaked out from the Hateful Eight, he was actually going to pack it in, pack it up, and that's it. But once he got positive buzz from from the crowd, whenever he read it through a private party for the Hateful Eight, he decided to go ahead and make the movie. And I'm hoping that he said too that he's hoping with the positive word of, that's going around that he's going to be able to retire because he can retire on top but if it doesn't I can see him wanting to do a couple more movies so that way he can retire on top 
but I just don't see it. That's just me. I just want to see what you guys think about that. But anyways, those are the, all the topics that I talked about for tonight. Tell me what you guys think. Do you think that this Joker movie is going to be good? Do you not think it's going to be good? Tell me and everything. Comment. Send me a, um, tell me on my movie page or whatever. I'm going to post a link below this whole entire thing. Just tell me what you guys think of all the topics I talked about. So anyways, until next time. Bye-bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.